Rorik Honda is the home of the Rorik Advantage, a benefit program that offers customers up to $2,200 in free services. Some of which include lifetime oil changes and annual PA inspections. Visit RorikHonda.com for all of your vehicle needs. And now we start this week's Jagoff podcast from a skate shop. It's called One Up Skate One Up Shop. Skate shop. One Up Skate Shop here in the South Side. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word jagoff. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jagoff! Or someone scares the out of you. Yeah, jagoff! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jagoff? This is Mark Madden. Hi, this is Larry Richard. Hey, it's Rick Sevak. Hi, this is Greg Brown. Hi, I'm Tyler Kennedy. This is Antonio Holmes. And this is the Jagoff Podcast. We are John and Rachel from the Jagoff Podcast. By the way, if you're listening for the first time, we should ask that you subscribe to it. Definitely. And important. say something nice about yeah. it on Apple iTunes. But what was on the blog? But so it was the video about our coffee. It was the video about our not so fake holiday parade. We're so excited about this. We did this during this pandemic in a parking lot over at my dad's place at uh, Johnny Angel's Genji Stuff and Bicycle Heaven over in the north side. Last year, got a ton of views. So we invited some of our friends who did it last year and a few newbies to come and actually partake at the block at Northway and our friends at Q92.9 are sponsoring it with us. How about that? And so, yeah, it was all somewhat self-promotional. We normally post pictures of Jagoffs, people doing Jagoff things, embarrassing the rest of us Pittsburghers who are trying to do nice things. We did have one. Okay. We did have one where there was a car. You know, the first snow was a big snow this year. Here comes year. the anger. Mm-hmm. And this person did not clean off their back window of their car. Right. I don't know why they... Maybe they don't think they need that, right. but you know everybody knows what the Pittsburgh uh, window cleaner is, and it's your sleeve rolled up over your wrist, and you just clean your window off. Everybody has one of those. You don't need a snow brush. Agreed. Use it. Agreed. Right. That should be our next Yajaga thing, just to get a uh, remover with the Yajaga yes. on it. That's a, a really... sleeve that goes up over. Yes. Yes. Rachel, a wipe off sleeve. You, if you steal that out there, we'll be so mad. We'll we post you on our Yajaga blog. Yeah. All right. Anyways. We also posted about our big parade that you said and our Christmas parking chair ornament. It's the sixth year, the sixth different parking chair Christmas ornament that uh, is up on our uh, blog as well. You can go buy them. And thanks to the po- folks at PTL who talked about it. And we had an insane rush on our store, but um, we still have a few left. For anyone who doesn't know, you know, the parking chair story, it's a different story that we write every year. This year is very sentimental. Check it out because it's from John. I know he doesn't want me to say that, but oh well, it's on the podcast now. Don't edit it, Monica. And uh, John wrote it for a very near and dear situation and here we are with our sixth one it's a patio style we've done like dining room chair upholstered we've done like folding chairs we did that one that we hated the, yeah. the summer one the adirondack chair hated it and it was not a labor of love that we made everybody help us put it together <laughs> so this year thanks to mary mack and all of her crew uh it was fantastic and it's more of like a patio version and the story is you put your chair out especially in the winter time to mark your spot yeah so the, all that's on you, Jagoff.com All right. store. Bring up Brandon. In the meantime, come on up here, Brandon. Get in here. Jess, do you want to take a break or you yes, want to hang out with us? Thanks. Jess, you Unless can you have, If you have skateboarding <laughs> questions that are burning for Brandon. Yeah, just jump in. Brandon McConnell, and this is your place, One Up Skate Shop. It's a completely nondescript place in, this, in the south side, which is totally cool. And anyway, you open up the garage door and there's like skateboard heaven when you walk in here. Yeah, man. Um, so we've been here two years now. Uh, we used to run this place as an adults-only skate park during uh, pre-COVID. And the shop was next to Rite Aid, like 1923 East Carson. So during the COVID shutdown, I wasn't allowed to have this store or this park or the store open. Um, so when my lease ran out on over there, all my friends were laid off. We built the shop inside of the warehouse, uh, turned it into a free skate park as long as you're, you know, we did customers only. Okay. And then um, eventually a friend of mine happens to be a guy that rents out music equipment uh, on the side. He's let me borrow all that stuff. So we have a little venue in here as well so we can do events and such. And then, yeah, I have a, I have a parking garage for my car, which you're using. <laughs> Right, right, right. Now, did you grow up in this area? What's your, uh, no, you my, my, uh, my parents were in the Navy. I was born in Seattle, actually. Okay. I moved every four or five years. Wow. And then my dad's originally from Mahoningtown, like outside of Newcastle. Oh, yeah. Okay. So when he retired, we moved back up yeah. here towards the family and stuff. Okay. So I actually still live in uh, Laurel, out in the, out in the woods, uh, oh, wow. outside of Newcastle. Yeah, oh, so I drive okay. an hour, four days a week down here. And then uh, Friday through Sunday, I'm home with the kids. So. Oh, wow. How My biggest that? question is, I had no idea 
that Pittsburgh was such a skate needy place. Is it? Is or is it? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I say almost every major city anywhere, not just America now, has pretty uh, skateboard heavy. Um, COVID was a huge boom for the skateboarding industry, uh, minus the fact that with all the factories shut down, yeah. uh, we had all these clients and, and, and no um, product to get to anybody, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. couldn't get trucks, couldn't get wheels, couldn't get bearings, so I couldn't put full skateboards together for a kid that wants to start learning. Yeah. But during the whole uh, social distance uh, mandates, uh, all of us could skateboard in the same park and actually stay six to 20 feet away from each That's other true. and yell at each other. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Is there a competitive piece to it? Um, yeah, not really in Pittsburgh. Okay. okay. But it's but, the extreme sports, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, we're in the Olympics now, which is yeah. uh, like a whole yeah. other, um, I don't know, skateboarding. It's So skateboarding for me is like a self-expression art. Um, having a bad day, ride my board. Um, really emotional, ride my board. Kids are pissing me off. Ride my board. Yeah, um, yeah. I need so, to. So, but like, how do you? Or put you know, them on a board down a fast hill. It's, yeah. uh, you know, skateboarding has this. Yeah, I mean, the, the downhill thing's a, a pretty crazy thing. So, um, Pittsburgh has some of the steepest hills in America, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, uh, sure. minus like San Francisco and stuff. And um, yeah, I've, I mean, I don't want to get naked, but um, yeah, I, have, right? I have scars from my from my ankle to my shoulder from get sliding out, down yeah, Sycamore. Brushburn City. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. I was gonna so. say, what is the most common? Because the skateboard itself has changed so much. Like my brother and I had skateboards seriously like in the 80s and you know you learned and you had to be like i guess then we really weren't as padded right you didn't have right. to wear all this stuff but um, how well, much has that changed well most of that you know in the 80s they were riding the vert ramps and stuff so yeah. they were all pretty heavily padded yeah. um, oh, okay and then the street skating it was just us north siders uh, street dad. skating wasn't really like what it is now so it was like straight up and down ramps little like ride on pads and stuff mm. like that where a lot of the vert riders were doing the street skating as well, or it was like the freestyle stuff of like, basically you don't need any ramps or nothing. You're just doing right. things in the flat ground. Um, we still sell the 80s skate style skateboards in there and such like that, the big fishtails and yeah. whatnot. Um, oh my God. I but yeah, the construction this. of, you know, just like any industry, uh, the construction of the wood, just the glue that holds the plies together, the concaves yeah. of the boards. Uh, when I grew up skating, we skated like seven and a half inch wide boards. It was like the normal. Okay. Kids are skating nine to 10 inch boards now as a common thing because back then all the boards that wide, the glue had to, the, the concave had to be pretty flat. Okay. The glue couldn't hold the compression of the wood. Oh. And they, you know, the, the mad scientists at the skateboarding uh, warehouses have all figured that out. So the this boards is, can handle it. But it's a little bit of a transportation thing now as well, right? Oh, like very I, much so, see, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, it's way easier to, uh, you know, park your skateboard than your bike. Yeah. We I'd both say. know hockey well. Like a hockey stick used to cost $30 and it uh, was whatever. So and now hockey sticks are 200 for the base. Yeah. So what's the difference between the skateboard that Rachel was talking about and now you talked about it being wide and I guess the, the, the bearings, the, the wheels, everything's different at this so, point. So, I mean, the cool thing about skateboarding is it really hasn't raised in price much <laughs> since I was a kid. Okay. Uh, it has now. COVID, the wood okay. factories, everything went up. You know, we got to a point where um, I grew up and even when I, I've only run the shop for seven years, we turned 20 next year. When I bought the store, we still gave free grip tape with boards. We can't afford to do it anymore. Sure. Yeah. We're spending, you know, just, just say roundabout, say my store had $100,000 worth of stuff in it when I bought it, right? Mm -hmm. Now that same amount of stuff is probably worth 140. Oh, and wow. yeah, the yeah, margins technically, if you're doing a cash value, they're the same. So mm -hmm. if you're doing a percentage value, I make less money yeah. on the same amount of investment. Yeah. And that's every skate shop, mm. you know, in the world right now. So right. Uh, you had to start doing things where, you know, we can't give out free grip anymore. We still do like discounts on completes and stuff, but they, you still have like cheap bearings, cheap wheels, cheap trucks. You know, you can still get a board for like a hundred bucks. Okay. And that's like 120 is basically what I, my, my parents probably spent on my first board. Okay. It's, it's um, holiday season. So if, if a parent is watching this or an aunt or an uncle want to get their somebody you know somebody in their family they could come down here and kind of get your advice is that yeah yeah is so it, does it go by weight height or is it uh, like skis in that kind of sense or uh, no, a little really? bit so it depends on how big your kid is right okay uh when you're starting but everything becomes a personal preference oh uh, okay like i skate an eight and a half inch wide board but i like a big fat circular nose i like a lot of room for my foot, front foot to catch on there okay um some people like what they call a twin tail where the tail and the nose of the board are actually the exact same a lot of kids get really skate nerdy and start talking wheelbase, the difference between how far the trucks are apart from each other. And I've noticed that's really something with uh, a lot of my homies that are under 5'5", five, 5'5 five, five or shorter, they really get serious about the wheelbase because you know the board's almost 
up to their shoulder. Like I'm I'm six four. Yeah, I, doesn't yeah. bother me at all. Yeah, right. right. So, um, so cousin Lisa and Monica can actually. Yeah, they'd be right. Yeah, they'd be like a popsicle stick. <laughs> yeah. <for> yeah um, <laughs> as far as like the parents go, definitely uh, going into a skate shop and asking questions is is a huge plus because if you go online and you don't know what you're talking about, yes, you, we have yeah. hundred fifty dollar bearings just the set of bearings wow you don't need that right yeah. you know what i mean especially in a town like this where we have salt on the roads all winter right uh kids love the cold we don't care i mean okay. i'm i think i'm past my prime of skating in anything under 25 30 degrees same um honestly even that like there has to be a reason <laughs> yeah, uh, but right. i used to negative 10 i used to go to parking garages is that right yeah. yeah i mean i mean like eight people oh the homies God. would just go yeah, out yeah, there yeah. We'd come out big puffy coats and then as we skated we'd unlayer and then as we slowed down we layer back up and yeah, there'd no, be nobody out. Just Coolest us. place to go, like, it's not a park, not a designated park, but just kind of like hijack a location in Pittsburgh. I mean, my favorite place is the bike path uh, down by the old Arts, oh, Art yeah. Institute dorms. Uh -huh. um, mostly it's just like the nicest flat ground. There's some little benches and stuff like that. Um, there's a Maliance. I mean, it's not called Maliance anymore. It's a, a girl's school now over in Oakland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's yeah, like probably the most about. famous yeah. okay. uh, spot in Pittsburgh <laughs> yeah. that people go to. It has like the big bank with the big three yeah. stair thing that uh, goes around. Um, but it used, you know, there was a long time where I don't think anybody used that building. So it became like a very hot spot. When, when professionals come, they tend to go there. Um, but Pittsburgh, so, you know, one of the beautiful things about Pittsburgh is the rivers. That being said, it makes it very cliquish in the sense that um, you have to have a car or, yeah. or, or want to go across the bridge to get to the other side of town where if you go to a lot of cities, you can just be dropped off on a bus downtown and just skate <clears> from <throat> spot to spot to spot. Also, Pittsburgh is, you know, very security camera heavy now. Mm. So it makes it really hard to just ride around. Okay. You know what I mean? Again, I live outside of Newcastle. Yeah. I can skate around Newcastle all day. Cops don't care. Yeah. There's no security cameras. There's no private property that anybody right. gives. You know, they're just happy to see us out yeah. uh, being active. I mean, it's a serious question. So. I mean, does it do damage? What would, what's the reason that uh, they don't? So they say it does. And then they also try to say that, you know, we'll sue them, which nobody that rides a skateboard. Oh, if you get hurt. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. sure. um, the only people I feel like that ever done that, it's always like some kids' parents back in the day. But that's even that, like, I don't, you know, it, it, it hurts the culture of what we're doing. Right. So we know better. Yeah. You know, right. um, and as far as damage goes, there's not a ledge that hasn't been skated before I was born yeah. that we're skating yeah. for the most part. You know what I mean? Right. Like everything is already, and I don't know. It, yeah. You, the wax gives like ledges a black tent sometimes, yeah. but I honestly, I don't think I've ever skated a ledge that wasn't already like that when sure. I got there. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, if I showed up yeah. and wanted to buy a skateboard, would you tell me to go home? No, no, no. <laughs> I had to um, say. My, uh, like, oh no, here's these hundred and fifty dollar trucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, my uh, no. my DHL Express guy came in the other day and uh, he asked me to guess his weight and I guess he said he was like three forty. He was like, Do you have boards for me? And I was like, Absolutely, man. We can. We, you're like, I used to work there. at Kennywood. We'll I got this. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I was going to say we have to describe. So you can obviously see it if you're watching the Facebook Live, but on the podcast, if you're you're just listening you don't get the whole big picture right yeah. I, I mean the art of it like you said and then the ramps but then you have a full retail side as well so like yep. you said they can order like merchandise too though mm -hmm. from shirts and and hats and things like that but also all of the equipment that goes with it yeah we do um i try the so i've been doing this for seven years again um the thing i try to pride myself the most on as a skate shop owner is making sure that no matter what you like in skateboarding i carry it Mm -hmm. Maybe not brand for brand, but item for item. Okay. You want some weird thing underneath your truck that they have. Uh, I, I want to make sure I have it. You want a certain type of wheel that is a certain hardness or thickness. I try to make sure I have it yeah. or even a certain cut. Like as long as I have what the skaters in the city needs, I feel like I'm doing my job. Everything else is just about keeping the bills going, you know? Yeah. So. Dude, this Dude, is so this interesting. Is really, I love yeah, this. We definitely, I feel if, you're, young. if you're out of town, make sure you stop by here. It's 1010 Freiburg. Yeah, Freiburg. F-R-E-Y-B-U-R-G. Nice. Yeah. Hey, you have to stop by. Husband. There's even some parking, despite it being a south side. Yeah, yeah. It's two-hour parking out yeah. there. I just didn't know how long you guys be here. Yeah. So. Don't yeah. be a jag off. Show up here. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Park. Where does everybody find you, follow you, all that good stuff online? Uh, so we, I don't do Facebook or, uh, and I, I only do Instagram. If I didn't own a company, I wouldn't do any social media mm -hmm. but um it's uh o-n-e-u-p-p-g-h on instagram and then uh, oneupskateshop.com is the website and then 412-432-7007 if you call us you got any questions we'll, nice. we'll answer them i love it yeah so, question yeah. of the day did you look do at it. them yeah you do it all right it's light up night day and uh we hosted mary karaoke last night so what is your what would be your favorite 
Christmas karaoke song. A Christmas karaoke yeah. song. Yeah, cannot just be uh, a song. Cannot be a Joan Jett wow. song. It has to be a karaoke Christmas song. A friend of mine showed me a song by Blink-182 about oh. how much they hate Christmas. Okay. Oh, is that right? Um, <laughs> that would be fun to sing just that to, went downhill. to stir up their pot. <laughs> I think we have to find it and play it now. Jeez. Yeah. I do like Blink-182. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that answer. Yeah. I don't know. It's all good. I, I wouldn't even know. Uh, where to, I, I would have to just say like Rudolph Red Nose Rain okay. or something. Oh, I would right. sing with my kid, I guess. Right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't, yeah there you that's go. A good right. well, that's a good one. Yeah. And I love that you were serious. Like, Name, all really the right yeah. Name all the reindeer right now. Name all the reindeer. You're fine. Thank you so much for hosting us. This is Yeah, we really appreciate the time. Thank you. All right. So we have Jess Klein making some music. And coming up next, we have Colin Williams. And what does it matter? So quarterly, we have a few guests who we get to uh, grace with because, or they, we get to be with them basically. And Colin Williams from The Incline is one of those people because you started almost, is it a year? It's coming up on a I year. Yeah, it's so. been about nine months, ten months. Wow, so that yeah. went so quickly for us. I don't know how it was for, for you. For me as well. But the minute that we met you, we really were just taken. And I've told you this time and time again, we love having you on quarterly. We could have you on all the time. We love having you on quarterly because you're constantly evolving at the incline. And I love seeing what you're doing. I specifically told you the local section is what I love the absolute best. You are finding these really unique people and talking about them, not these, we have superstar people in Pittsburgh, but you are getting the, the regulars, the mom and pas, the people who are doing big things who need the elevation more. So kudos to you for that. But talk to us about the incline and what you're seeing as your, your biggest attribute right now and what things have changed. Well, I think the locals to know are a really big part of our coverage just because that's what we're about. You know, we're about living like you live here. We want to make locals feel really grounded in the city and also understand when they go to a new neighborhood, kind of what's who the players might be, what who might own some of the businesses they see, or just kind of gain some new insights as they go through the city. I mean, I, I think Brandon was kind of talking about this with a skate shop that Pittsburgh is kind of divided up and clicky sometimes. Yeah. And one of the things that I think is really key to our mission is just trying to de-silo a little bit and really show mm. what is in in our 90 different neighborhoods and more, more importantly I guess who is in our, our 90 different neighborhoods so this year we had um, DS Kinzel who's an art luminary from Garfield we had Liz Fetchin who is uh, an allergy free cookbook writer and also a publicist who's forwarded us a number of really good interviews uh, on top of her own um, we, you know, we've talked to some people from 412 Food Rescue. We've talked to uh, musicians. So it's been a really great way for me just as an editor to also get to know the city. Because some of these folks I hadn't heard of until a publicist called them to my attention or they a friend wrote in with a referral request. And, you know, now they've got this wider audience, hopefully, and a little bit more uh, excitement around their work. You know what? We have an interesting story, I think, in that there's this um, very, it looks just like this, only it's a gym over in Blue. Bloomfield, Vinny oh, Borelli's yeah. place. It's called the Warehouse Exercise, Warehouse, exercise, exercise, warehouse Gym warehouse. or something like that. It's right in, in Bloomfield. It's the coolest place. You go in and you think you're in the movie Rocky. And all these people are in there working out. And it just, it's so genuine and raw. And who knew, again, it's a very nondescript building. And who knew it was sitting there? And all of these, they have all of these um, historical stories of boxers who went there and trained. There's a heavyweight boxer coming out of there now that's making like a big deal. So that this is the kind of stuff we love. And I think you love just finding these little nooks and crannies, right? Absolutely. And I mean, I think when you talk to locals as well, I mean, just like the architecture here, locals have a lot of layers to their own personal histories. So like talking to D.S. Kinzel, for example, I mean, he, you know, he's been involved in the art scene here for quite some time, right. but he's also at least a third generation Pittsburgher. Mm -hmm. So he's got deep roots, you know, kind of knows the hideouts, where to play, like pick up basketball, that kind of thing. So when you, when you interview these people uh, and you, when you see them in their natural environments as well, you also can kind of peel back some of these layers and really see the richness that's here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, and to your point, you know, we need that youth to continue, right? Because what yeah. does tend to happen, and I think it's one of those, I can say it, you can't because I'm older than you, <laughs> but those people like me and older than me who have been here too long and only knew what it used to be, the used to be's, right? It's people like you who are bringing these new places to light and saying, it's okay. We don't just have to be known for our health and our techie and our foodie town. You know, that's all great stuff, but there's also this movement of that the youth is bringing that 
that's making us vibrant. We weren't like this 20 some years ago. No, and I think it's absolutely to the city's benefit that there's just more diversity, more youthful energy, yeah. more more creative energy of every kind. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's the locals to know that I love featuring the most are people who are kind of working between some of these fields or sure. or working in a unique role that maybe maybe they've created for themselves in some cases. Yeah. And you guys just don't take on the lighthearted news. I love that you highlight I was just that. Say that yeah. Is that, you know, when I actually learning this from Rachel and some other reporters that we've talked to, you know, I kept saying, like, why are we so upset about, you know, I, I know reporters, we need reporters, but I never really took the idea of that reporters keep everybody justifying themselves or keeping them down the path because if nobody asks you why are you doing this or who does this benefit or then they're people can get away with murder not literally murder you know what I get away with whatever so I love the role that that the incline has taken as far as even that you do not hard hitting news but you still make people have to justify themselves so they don't I, ever write a passage to anything yeah yeah absolutely i mean i think we're, we're in a really interesting spot right now in the pittsburgh media ecosystem i mean i'm sure it's not lost on your listeners that the pg strike is still going right. on what? there's apparently <laughs> going to be protesting at john block's wedding later today oh like, my god so the, the media <laughs> landscape is is in kind of a, a precarious place but i i think um you know just interfacing with some other outfits like me that are you know a couple people right. or uh, are a very small newsroom of four or five. Uh, it really just shows just how close of attention the people who are working in media are paying to everything. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, th throughout this whole election cycle, um, YEP and, and uh, WESA were undergoing a unionization process. PG was striking, and yet all of these outlets still managed to put out pretty substantial yeah. election coverage. We, you know, we did our best to do the same, uh, and I think everybody is really helping to kind of just bolster each other in this time where there are clearly gaps in yeah. the professional landscape that there didn't used to be. I mean, 20 years ago, there may have been less of that youthful energy, but there were also probably four times as many journalists working for the wow. Post-Gazette. So yeah. you really see yeah. the way these changes have also changed our approach. And you know, for us using an email newsletter that, uh, that gives us some more latitude to have a little bit more fun, do yeah. a little bit more kind of a personal approach to it. And, and I think the city benefits from different tones as much as they benefit from different kinds of coverage. Right. Yeah. How do we get people, I don't know, this might be the million dollar question, how do we get people to read what they don't believe in you know the other side That's a really good question. you know yeah. when i i was so glad when news went online because if the penguins would play st louis i wouldn't go read the post gazette i'd go read the st louis paper to see how they said it you know i'm just curious how do we get people to learn about the other side so that we can begin to listen again to each other I mean, that absolutely is the million dollar question. Uh, certainly, I would, uh, I don't even know what I would be doing if I had the answer to that yeah, right now. Right. But I mean, the, I guess the, the shortest answer I could probably think to give is that I think with the onlineification of news, you have more of a buffet scenario where you can kind of pick stories that suit your particular viewpoints. Mm -hmm. And that cuts across both sides of the political spectrum. Yes. So, I mean, in our newsletter, we really tried to be objective and, and give both sides of stories and things like that. Of course, you know, I have my own biases and, and opinions that come into play. Um, but one of the things that I think we can all really benefit from is just more public dialogue, more interviews, like more just face-to-face -face conversations, because I worry now with journalism and with these smaller newsrooms as well, that there are a lot of anonymous sources and there are a lot of stories that are kind of both sides without really addressing either in any yep. substantive way. Um, and yeah, it's a tough nut to crack, but I think the more we can get into conversations and mm -hmm. podcasts are a big part of that. TV is part of that, certainly. Mm -hmm. uh, but the internet can definitely be a part, a part of that as well. I think just having those conversational spaces is the best thing that we can have. I think, I think it's a great answer. And I think there's also a generational divide because I, I, using myself, right? I came from a traditional newsroom and then all of a sudden there was this thing called a podcast. And at first I was kind of like, well, what is that? And now here I am. But if you look at it and you decide what's best for you, you're right. There is this buffet, like you said, of ways that you can get your news. I think the fear is where's the validity and how do we know that that validity is so because we were so trained that it was either broadcast or newspaper. And now that that's going away and there's these other, these bloggers and these podcasters, where is that validation for the for that generation who only knew one thing? Does that make sense? Yeah, and I well, so one example that I can concretely point to that I think is kind of doing what you're saying in real time is um, Point Park very recently set up a collaborative media hub downtown, yep. and we're working out of that space. 
Um, their next Pittsburgh is there. The Pittsburgh Independent is there. Storyburg, a city cast, a bunch of different places. Um, and I think in place of having these big top heavy newsrooms, um, what is really starting to happen now, at least in Pittsburgh, is that there's more sort of collaborative accountability. So great point. That was my next question. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that collaboration, those those collaborative relationships, kind of almost serve in place of having like you know, a gauntlet of editors that you have to run through. Like I, my stuff is edited by other people at Where By Us. And so I, you know, I have my peer support on that. But as I'm reporting, I'm talking with other Pittsburgh people on Slack and on Twitter. And as long as that exists anyway. <laughs> and having those conversations just about coverage and, and sort of sharing notes has been really, really invaluable because I, we're all kind of working in these, these smaller spaces, but we all have each other. So it's important That's to not point. forget that the media ecosystem is truly an ecosystem right. and not just a bunch of individuals. And Pittsburgh needs to know that because I don't think Absolutely. that point has I mean we know but it doesn't help that we're the ones that know because we can keep saying it but again that validity has to be there with more people I think continuity is the point and I think the more people who come out and say that because Colin kudos to you and I wanted to message you this the other day when we were on a PMP call you know the PMP the Pittsburgh Media Partnership they give the opportunity to have different speakers come in and kind of help elevate you know or strengthen different journalistic points of view and things like that then the last speaker we had I saw you on there again and I saw you at Point Park when we did the George Potts, you know, with social media and SEO for newsrooms. You are constantly that person with your schedule, making sure that you're learning what's next. And I think that's a huge part because if you stay open-minded and you want to learn, that's the key, right? It's not being closed-minded and saying, well, I'm going to poo-poo that. Because there are people who say, I don't know how much I believe this is a real news entity. So I think that's the coolest part for you. I, I, I mean, I think despite, you could prognosticate all kinds of doom and gloom about what the PG strike says about our media ecosystem, but I'm, I'm excited and encouraged by the people that are, yep. that are active in it. And I think that the people that I interact with in places like the media Media Hub um, through PMP are people who are really engaged and are willing to learn and have that maybe that same kind of like grad student mentality that I have where it's like oh if somebody's speaking for free and there's pizza like I'll be I'm there. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I got you. Dude, I missed the pizza Wait, part. Pizza? I right. Know, I know. No, and the speaker was really good. The topic, but oh, yeah. I I love that we're referring to the Pittsburgh news industry and journalist as an ecosystem because that's really that that day and today is the first, kind of the first two times I've heard it really defined in that and. It really is an ecosystem that everybody can learn from everybody and we've watched uh you know tv camera folks come on our podcast and they're like well pittsburgh is a better system because like one channel's here one channel's there this person forgot their microphone and, and a battery help, yeah. and they help yeah. each other yeah. where they don't get that in other places so it's kind of cool though it's cool that we have that ecosystem but on the positive note you have a really cool guide coming out because it's holiday season so tell yeah. us about it yeah so we we just did our election guide and so the next kind of big guide that we're going to have is going to be a holiday gift giving guide and one of the things that I'm hoping to do this year as as somebody who does visual art and just really loves our artistic community here in Pittsburgh I really want to focus on handmade and eco-friendly and the exciting thing is there's a ton of that happening in Pittsburgh right now there are and I, I'm, I think I even talked about this during one of my visits but the array of just soap that you can get yes, that is made yeah. here in Pittsburgh <laughs> right. is incredible I just, yeah. soap guy. remember yeah. we talked about bottle versus bar yeah, 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 yeah. exactly right. and so that's <laughs> That's just one thing that I think as awareness grows around more sustainable practices that Pittsburgh is right now this in this boom time of yep. people who are doing handmade sustainable crafts in everything from like home decor to cards and stationery to uh, personal care items. And uh, even just like year over year, I think COVID really got a lot of people kind of like deeper into their hobbies and the fruits yeah. are starting to, to, yeah. to, yeah. to show up here for yeah. harvest. So, you know, there's handmade arcade coming up and I want to say like two weeks or a week and a half. I made it market. There's I made it market coming up later in December. There are a bunch of smaller markets throughout the city. Uh, I know that there's going to be Radiant Hall did some street markets. I was a part of one of those earlier and they're doing uh, like a December version of that. There's... The list goes on and on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is our parking chair ornament doesn't count. Your parking chair ornament should absolutely count. <laughs> it is not su it's sustainable it's not that it never goes away. It just yeah. sits and rots and gets another coat of Rust-Oleum next year. I, I would to. venture to say your beer is a sustainable gift oh. that could be given as well. It's in recyclable <laughs> packaging. It's right. very refreshing. Yes, Listen, that's good. we use well you as the example every time that you can get it at the shop and save in Lawrenceville because you can. you've gotten it there. <laughs> so, Colin, you are always such a pleasure. Where can everybody find you and follow you? Because Wait, before oh. you ask that, answer that I'm question, wow. what's the embroidery update? 
Oh, the embroidery <gasps> update. Oh, good question. So I, I've been working on some different pieces. I just shipped a, an embroidery to Germany that a friend of mine requested. It was a map of a town in Greece. This uh, is Colin's hobby. Yeah. yeah so yeah. this is, I've, I've monetized my hobby like some of the makers. <laughs> I, that love I, just I love it. So uh, yeah, I've got, I've got some other pieces coming up. I'm going to do one as just a present for some friends who had a wedding earlier this year. And okay. then uh, we'll see if I get any holiday commissions, but otherwise I'll just well, be taking you know, a little, little break of the A little Yajagoff uh, mattress cover would be great for us to sell. Right. doing a mattress cover. So, Where does he get this? You know, uh, oh, right, no, Colin. you know, uh, what do you call it? A duvet, a duvet. No, what do you call it? What do you call a big blanket that goes on a make a quilt for you? Quilt. Yes, quilt. How much? Uh, quilt. How much are you going to pay me? Yeah, <laughs> we'll Colin, the, it'll be a commission. It'll yeah, be a commission go. piece for the magic word is not mattress cover. Yeah. Anyway, Colin, please tell me where everybody finds you because you're fabulous to read. Yeah, you can find us on theincline.com. You can subscribe to our <laughs> newsletter there. We're on all the socials at the incline PGH. Uh, for as long as Twitter exists, we will continue to be there as well. Uh, and otherwise, yeah, if you subscribe to the newsletter already, you'll find us in our in your inbox Tuesday through Friday every weekday. It's so I read worth you every it. day. Yes, I'm not so kidding. Like, I literally read it every day mm. without exaggeration. There's a couple that sometimes I'm like, oh, I hope they don't know. I just deleted that. But yours, never. I enjoy it very much. Seriously. Right. Thanks I for keeping my open rates up. You're there good. You go. I got you. Yeah. Our question of the day is next, though. Did you hear us ask the oh, question Oh, you weren't in a soundproof the, booth. The Christmas it's the Carol? Christmas karaoke. Yeah. What no, would, karaoke. What would you sing for holiday karaoke? Which is not a carol, okay? Which means you can screw it up and it's fine. People, uh, as we know from last night, they sing songs from Frozen, which is not related not. to Christmas Our whatsoever. That's true. So that's true. That's true. But he was like, "That is." If you not say "Let It Go," Rachel's going to be so <laughs> mad. Don't say "Let It Go." Uh, I will not say "Let It Go." Okay. I, uh, as much as I appreciate Frozen's impact on culture, I find that snowman so oh, irritating. So annoying. <laughs> Um, yeah. I think honestly, my my one of my favorite Christmas songs and the one that always gets stuck in my head every year is that uh, song by the waitresses. I'm the title escapes me, but I think it's just Merry Christmas. Wait, what yeah, is it? Like just kind in on it. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. That's, okay. that's probably what I'd go All right. with. Because okay. it always gets stuck in my head, and that maybe that would have to throw that keep in, it in my head yeah. for a shorter period yeah. of time. We need Jess on Jess, the regular. Jess Klein, music librarian. <laughs> right. Colin, always a pleasure. Thanks for being with Thanks us. Thanks for having Thank me again. We'll see you guys next time. Right. Awesome. More music from Jess Klein. These stones turn wrecks of on Make sure I'm not at Jenna Horner, sports reporter. Actually, we just found out as we were off camera before we started, Tracy was uh, asking you questions. Maybe the first female full-time sports reporter in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, that was uh, what I, at least what I was told when I came here. So, I mean, maybe there was some sort of, you know, <laughs> I, I know there were people that have done sports as women in this industry in sure. this market previously, but, you know, being the first full-time, I, it, it's an honor. It really is. And I'm just every day so grateful for so it. So you do the sports wow. on WP. PXI and we watch you do, do those it late so nights. Well. Yeah, <laughs> do it you so do it so well. well. And we talked about on the lighter note that uh, you're beating all of the other sports reporters there in uh, <laughs> in your football. Uh, that's right. Picks. The the, the pick them with uh, Jerome and Alvy. Yes. It's always yes. a Jerome. fun thing. I, it's so funny that and that's so like hysterical to me too because all of my friends are the same thing. Like oh yeah, Jerome, like casually and yeah, like, like J money. Yeah, you know yeah. We'll, we'll you know <laughs> we'll we'll sit and we'll talk and have normal conversation. Then I forget. I'm like oh this is Jerome Bettis and like you know all my friends. If it's were like you get to see him every day. I'm like yeah, he's the best. He's exactly what you think he is. Yeah, yeah. no question. Yeah. yeah. Now you aren't from Pittsburgh. You're from Boston, Massachusetts, no. Connecticut. Yeah, Connecticut. New okay, England. Same. It's, it's it's all yeah. the same. Right. It's, Which, you know. Side note, I did not realize until my kids played in New Hampshire and my, they were at the beach and I messaged one of my kids and said, hey, we're, no, he texted me and said, mom, are you in Maine? And I was like, I am. And he was like, mom, we're in New Hampshire swimming. And I said, we're only 40 minutes from you. Oh I never gosh. realized like how close everything was because Pittsburgh, it feels like, you know, everything takes forever. Everything. But not being from Pittsburgh and coming here, is it crazy to you that you are such a superstar to people being on the news, <laughs> right? Like we hold you in such huge esteem. Not that you're not a superstar, but is it like that there? Well, no, thank you. That's, that's very kind of you guys. It's, it's very funny because like when I go home, my friends all the time will be like, oh my God, you're famous. I'm like, 
I'm not. You know, I know you guys have had Karis Apine on. You guys had a bunch of people, and she put it well. She's like, you know, I'm just semi-recognizable, where you can, like, go to the airport, and people will, like, you know, at 5 in the morning when I have, like, my hat on. I'm just exhausted. <laughs> the bags under my eyes are, like, down to my cheeks, and I'm looking around. And people will be like, that, you know, double take where it's like, where do I know you from? And that's always one of those weird moments for me. I'm like, I, I need coffee. I'm sorry. Like, you can just, like, slink away. No, you are phenomenal. And, you know, it's one of those things, again, that I can say, I said it to uh, to Colin and Brandon being an older person, but I can say it to you, being a woman, it is never easy because um, we're women and we are among a man's, a man's job, really. Yeah. And habitually, it has been a man's job, at least in this market, to do sports. And so it is so empowering for people, specifically women, to see someone like you doing something so well like not only are you doing it but we can all kind of get behind you and go yeah and she's kick ass <laughs> at it and that's so cool to see that you're changing that that way that people view it do you feel that or i i can see it a little bit it's always so intriguing to me because there have been so many women ahead of me that i look up to in this sure. industry you know people uh, across the board laura oakman jackie redmond you know aaron andrews all these people that have you know paved the way michelle tafoya all you know there's so like the list goes on and on and i always grew up and you know you see women in sports on tv and it was funny i actually i never i didn't want to go into sports originally i wanted to do hard news i wanted to be at the fires the shoot you know all the intense stories and then when I got to college all of um, you know when we were freshmen and all the upperclassmen were you know we're trying out for the shows they were like you know sports really well we're gonna bring you into the sports department and that's literally <laughs> that was kind of where it clicked for me I was like oh I can do this I can tell these stories just in a sports avenue too and you know we grew up all the time sports was such a big thing in my household you know you kind of think that your view as a kid is exactly what everybody else grew up with and like my mom's a diehard diehard football fan my dad's a huge hockey fan every family trip we took usually involved you know hey we're driving through st louis we're gonna see a cardinals game like those types of things mm -hmm. it was just always what it was but coming now and being able to be that type of person you know that younger girls and younger women can look up to and say you know hey she's doing it in pittsburgh in such a male-dominated market yep. it's it's an honor and it's just also really exciting to know that like there is going to be so much more hopefully to continue to come well i love the fact that well um you know you don't look like you're trying to overdo it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, I'm really, you're just doing it, you yeah. know? And so it's, you're just another sports reporter, you yeah. know, or, or a sports anchor. And because and, you're, you're an anchor as well, right? Yeah. On, the, on the shows and such. So I love the fact that it's just not like, okay, I'm, you're just doing it, which is the coolest part. And it's so fun. Like, that's one of my favorite things is I always say, you know, in sports, you know, yes, teams can lose and all those things, but there's always some sort of good that can come out of it. And mm. that for me, I like to try and find those little avenues. And I, I always want to be authentic. That was kind of one of my big things too. That's and the word, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just, I try and, you know, I'm not going to show more than I'm not. I'm not going to try and force things and do more. And you, like I was telling you guys before we started, but I'm also someone that I, I like to think that I, I know I don't know everything. I know that there's so much more in terms of, you know, with hockey and football schematics and little rule, you know, all these things. I, I ask all the time and I usually preface it. I'm like, okay, this probably is going to be a very dumb question, but, and I think that I, I see people respect that in that way. And I'll put it on, you know, the internet too. Well, I'm like, I am, I, I don't know this, but I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to figure out and I try to get better every day. And, and that's think, the authenticity because not everybody knows everything yeah. and you're new to the, you're young. So it's okay. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, I would still be asking, but is there a sport that you played growing up that you sort of were like, Oh, this is why I need to be here. And so I grew up playing lacrosse oh, that was like my big big one but I my parents I loved and hated them for it at the time but we they had me my brother and I play everything and try everything so it was what do you like what don't you like and you know everybody will laugh and I always joke but tennis I hated tennis more than anything because it was always after swim team practice we'd have to go down the hill and if you hit the ball off the court they'd make you run hill sprints and I'm like I'm in you know third or fourth but well I don't want to run hill yeah. sprints I didn't sign up for this I want to yeah. be by the pool with my friends yeah, right. Um, but, you know, they, I really was grateful that they let um, us try everything and see what we liked. And, you know, always they made such sacrifices for us in terms of, you know, hey, I had a field hockey tournament for high school. It was a camp in Providence. And then my dad picks me up. It was an hour and a half from home. And we're driving five hours across to Syracuse for a mm. lacrosse tournament. Like, that's wow. just what they did. And that was yeah. so amazing. But I think that is kind of where a lot of my love stems from was just playing sports and feeling that camaraderie and those team aspects and 
I went to college at Ithaca College, played for one year, and then it was, do you want to do TV or do you want to play lacrosse? And I like to think I picked the right decision, uh-huh. but, uh, yeah. but it was it was really cool to well, have. Well, then that. you need to start a Pittsburgh lacrosse team yeah. for women. I think that's your next move. Yeah. I'm down. You I accept that challenge, hundred <laughs> percent. If anybody wants to do it, let me know. Right. Uh-huh. It's yeah. like my uh, my running. I'm still okay. Get there. I love now, it. when you get to town, you get ori- oriented that it's called North for Sales, not North for Side. You know how to say Monongahela and all those kind of things. Once you get all those pieces together, what did you do to kind of get oriented to Pittsburgh? Did you just tour around? Did you run? Did you go eat at you know certain places, or yeah. what did you do? Well, the craziest thing was so I moved here. My I moved here the Saturday. It was the first full week of the shutdown for COVID. Oh, so it wow. was like peak March 2020. Moved here, and it was looking back. My mom was saying, you know, do you think your movers are going to come? I'm like, well, yeah, they're essential services. Like it's moving. And then you know, looking back, I'm like, I, we, you know, we had no idea anything right. what was going to happen. But it was really cool to just kind of come and be able to figure things out. I, I was, you know, I'm downtown and just kind of exploring the whole area and seeing, you know, hey, where are things? What can I do? What's here to see? And then obviously with all the restaurants, you know, just doing takeout, I made it a point. I'm like, I want to every Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever night it was, I want to try food from a different place. I want to support local businesses that I know are struggling right now, but also get to experience Pittsburgh in that way. And then when everything opened up, it was like, okay, I know where I have my bearings now. I can, you know, continue to walk around and just kind of see things. But it was just, it was a really cool way to look at things and also in hindsight too learning how yeah. to drive Pittsburgh without the sure. traffic was amazing yeah. oh yeah that's the, yeah 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 it was yeah. good uh, are you gonna try skateboarding here no. I no, um, do might get injured yeah. I that's my biggest fear like yeah. I love that he was like I'm not gonna get naked but I have bru- I, yeah I All can only down. imagine right. yeah, no yeah. Mm. I would I would bru- bru- bone bruise my knee something oh for sure yeah. is there a sport that you haven't tried that you wish you had <sighs> That's a really good question. Thanks. Wow. I, John, did you hear that? Uh, Jenna, <laughs> you don't know the contest that we have about that that answer. Oh wow! It's yeah. now one zero. When oh, people say that that's a really good question, okay. Yeah, okay. so I, I'm yeah. going to need like a you know an, an extra one. You'll, yeah. you'll have to have you match yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, you'll match yeah, it. Though. Yes. I I did a story recently on um, a high school girl who's a kicker for the North Catholic. Oh football yeah, team. I saw that. And just seeing, I, I love her reaction. But if I could go back, I would have loved to just like attempt football in that way. And I know that there are more girls and women getting involved in football and it's still being very, you know, tentative in the ways of like, okay, well, you know, you're a girl, you don't want to play. But like when I'm talking with her, she's like, I hope people hit me. She's like, if somebody hits me, like I'll get back up. There's a bunch of middle schoolers that play. I'm trying to remember. I've done a couple stories now, but they were all, I asked them, I'm like, you know, so many people are so concerned when you get hit and they're like, you, it doesn't even hurt. You get right back up. And I'm yeah. like, these are going to be the girls that are like, you know, doing yeah. huge things one day. But right. if I could go back and, you know, have a little, put the pads on at some point, I think that would be really cool. How about that? What about a sport that you um, don't love covering, but you're like, eh, I kind of got to do it. That's Tennis. tough. Like, does it get monotonous or like, like I don't love football. You know, I'm a hockey. I only care about hockey because my kids play. Yeah. But you know, when people, I'm not saying I don't love the Steelers Pittsburgh, but <laughs> I just, I'll watch it, but it's not my thing. Is there something like that for you? I golf is probably the toughest boring. one it's for boring. me. Yeah. I, and I like, I, my dad will get so mad at me for saying this, all that. But like, <laughs> one of my favorite things as a kid was like, he would have golf on, on, you know, Saturday or something. Sure. And it'd be like a nice spring day, still a little too cold. And like, I'd nap on the couch. Cause it's just such nice aesthetics in the background. <laughs> it's like almost like white noise. And everyone's like looking birds, at me like, birds why? are tweeting. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah like, on the green. That? It's soft voices. <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's the chip shot. I'm like, this is so soothing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, I've, I've had fun covering golf, but it's just one of those, like, if I had to say one of that. Probably. Yeah. Understood. If you could do a live broadcast of any sport, play by play, what sport would that be? Uh, see, I think That's I would want to do. Question, co- That's a good question. <laughs> I, I would, I would want to do <laughs> color because I like that play by play, that skill set. Like, I, I'm good friends with Josh Getzoff from the oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and he, I, I could never do what he does and he does it in such a phenomenal way yeah, but sure. I think color is really fun in just the way that like okay. you have those fun facts sure. uh, some of my friends will joke like I'm the Jenna Harner sport, stats and information department because <laughs> I'll just like whip out a wild like oh do we know this and they're like where did you get yeah, that How, I'm like from? Google guys you just you know but, um, I, I love kind of adding those little nuances but probably hockey that's 
okay. kind of one of my favorite sports. Yeah, it's All right. sport. nice. And what is it about Pittsburgh that you love since you aren't from here and now you've been here? I didn't realize you were here for two years. So yeah. it, you've sort of gotten your bearings. You've kind of made your way around. What are what do you really like about it? Honestly, I, everything. But the, I know this is probably a cliche answer, but the people like that was. No, we, we love hear? hearing that. <laughs> Jess Klein said that the first time she yeah. was on. That's what yeah. endeared us to Jess Klein. Yeah. Yes. That's it, awesome to hear. It was just so cool. And everybody, everybody's been so welcoming. It was so wonderful. Like even during COVID, you know, I'm someone, again, I ask questions a lot. So I'll post on Twitter, you know, I'm looking for a sushi place or I'm looking for this. And everybody just is like, oh, try this, do this, do yeah. this. Everyone's just goes, seems to go above and beyond out of their mm. way to make sure that you feel welcome. And, you know, getting me up to speed on uh, Pittsburghese a little bit, because uh, <laughs> there's some things that I just, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I'll hear like the like, gum What are you band. saying? Oh, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, the first yeah. one. I'm like, what? Mm. Huh? What? But, you know, I, I love it. And it's just, it's well, a really this, cool place. At the same token, we've heard from other newscasters on here, especially the females that Pittsburghers feel like they know you when they see you on the TV. Yeah. So they <laughs> like feel like welcome up. to just tell you your hair looks ugly today or that's the worst dress you've ever seen yep. or the worst tie yeah. or whatever. No, remember that? <laughs> the, you know, Pittsburghers yeah. do that. Have you had that yet? Oh, I'm sure I'm trying to th- off the top of my head. Okay. Like All a right. Yeah. It's just, it's just so funny that people feel free to just send you a message. Like, what did you either. do to your it's hair? Awful. Yeah. Or like when you like, ch- when you cut it or something, like people yeah. notice change oh, a yeah. lot so far. Right. They're like, Oh, did you get a haircut? I'm like, yeah. How did you know? Like I got like a half an inch trim. <laughs> so like, yeah. I was like, but thank you. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my gosh, Jenna, you are a treasure. We love having you. Seriously. We mean it from the bottoms of our heart. You would just do such a good job. We love watching. We love hearing from you and you really kill it. So thank you so much for representing. Right, John? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You. Again, you do a good job. You just know that you know it. You're not just reading the news. You know the news. and that, that this I feel like we need you, to play Shania yeah, Twain. Let's go, girls. <laughs> Where does everybody follow you online? Um, well, kind of with what Colin said, as long as Twitter's still around. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. I'm like, we all thought it was going down the other night. I'm I like, know. all right, we'll all say uh-uh. goodbyes. But uh, you can find me on Twitter, Jenna Harner 11, Instagram, Jenna underscore Harner. I think that's what it is. And then just on channel okay. 11 uh pretty much every day during the week and sundays at steelers and then pretty you know not too far from now we'll be diving into all penguins so yes. it's uh yes. it's great we love rob rossi so oh. he's seriously one of the best reporters of all time he's so. one of my favorite people on yeah. the planet he's he i i have him to thank he's the reason my boyfriend and i are together so ah, he's the best you know i yep. heard that yeah Got you to say it without well, asking the question, that's, Jenna. That's <laughs> how you know you're doing a job. Thanks. Yeah. No, now you heard the question of the day, but I have to say, I've heard you on commercials, and I love hearing your voice, <laughs> and I know that it's you. So you, we won't make you sing the karaoke Christmas song, but what would be your favorite or go-to karaoke Christmas song? So when I go to karaoke, I'm someone, I people watch. That's like oh, my so favorite thing yeah. to do. I love it. And if like, if one of my friends is like, oh, come on, get pulled up. So I'm like, eh, whatever, sure. But I love it more for the experience and seeing everybody else. But the key, I think, is you have to have a song that everybody wants to join in and sing. Oh, yeah. And like, if you can't hit the high notes, you like, yeah. hand the microphone over. I was going to do that. I'm like, when you have to hear me talking. I'm like, oh, you, yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So you probably all I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey, just a banger. Like you just got to. That's the best worst. Yes. Because it, it's it's so bad. Well, not bad, but everybody. It's so good. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's just like, it's so hard to hit the high notes, but that's one of the ones that you'll get like the entire bar, restaurant, any, yes. wherever you're at for it. Everyone's going to join in. And, and then again. You. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone goes down on the girls, like try and hit the high note. But like that was always one, you know, so they played at the college bar, you know, um, after Thanksgiving at like two in the morning and everyone's bopping. I'm like, all right, this there is you go. Yeah. You as long as you're that's drinking, right. I think that's all that needs to happen. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us yeah. here. Thank we really you. appreciate awesome. it. We do have to get your picture though by the 11 o'clock. Yes. Klein, yeah, you gotta do that. We're listening to Jess Klein and we get to chat with her next. And the stones Jess Klein was sitting over here in our musician's corner. And uh, was it a comfortable corner over there? That was a skate rail that you're sitting on, as a matter of fact. Skateboard rail. Jess Klein, you're with us. And it's so great to see you. So uh, we've seen you at we've seen you at a uh, a concert for uh, Rachel's mom. We've seen you, but tell us we've seen you do the as we talked about earlier do the beer city out of beer cans. But tell us what have you been up to so far in the last couple of years? I got real sad when I did win that contest. Yes. Yeah, same. Yeah, so, we did too. Uh, nothing since then, really. <laughs> <laughs> you hit. That. Yeah, you, I quit. You hit rock bottom after that two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, 
Man, yeah. So the whole pandemic, you know, I found hobbies just like anyone else. I started making hot sauce, which I still make, which you can get on Jess Klein and thegoodtime.com. I know this. Yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I make several different kinds. I grow all the peppers all summer long. So this is my third year doing all the hot sauce, and it always sells out. So um, I have a pumpkin one that's out right now. It's called Basic Batch. Love. <laughs> love. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, so if you go to Jess Klein in the Good Time, there is a link that says sauces because the sauces are called Jess Klein in the Spicy Time. Uh, so I didn't want to make a whole other page, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I already don't manage my yeah, social media well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got really into gardening and making hot sauces and then uh, what else did I do? I, I didn't do music. I really didn't do right. music. You like you didn't perform or you didn't write either? Both. Wow. I did out. like one show at the very beginning when everyone was really, really bored. And, mm. you know, we, we mm. uh, did a really cool thing with like all uh, women and like queer musicians online uh, through Mr. Smalls, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, and I had like, I think I hosted one online. But after that, I just, it felt... I felt relieved. Like we right? were playing so much, at least so much for me. Like we, all five of us in the band, we all have full-time jobs, right. you know, um, and we're just like trying to do the thing and it just, it just wasn't really gonna work, you know? Um, but I was really happy when like last year around this time, I said, is everybody ready again? You know, and everyone said yes. Timing was so right. So I have yeah. my full band back and we've played um, a couple times this year, um, but we are in the studio right now. That is what we are focused on. But, um, Jess, <laughs> I, Jess I, I if you don't mind, yeah. I don't know, and you could decline and we can edit it out if you don't want to talk to it, but your energy in your music is one thing, but you, you use a lot of energy for your real job. Like, yeah. there's a lot of mental capacity that's used there. How does your music help or hurt? Do you exhaust yourself in your, your regular job and don't have time for music, or is, is music therapeutic? Oh, my gosh. Well, that's how long question. do you have? Yeah, yeah. right. Um, I think that's a really great question because I, I think, like, I, music is not my job. Right. You know, like, it is, it is a hobby. It's an escape. And, and I love it, mm -hmm. and it's, it can be an escape, but can also be really mentally charged and challenging. I mean, last week at the Indie Rock Fest, I wanted to go to see every band. I came at two o'clock, I was there till midnight. You know, like, yeah. that's a long day, uh, you know, with people like talking to you and all this energy and all these, you know, like, yeah. I'm not used to being in like big, huge spaces mm. that often anymore. You know what I mean? Sure. So like, there's a lot of that. But yeah, so I, I work, uh, you know, I'm a professor and I also do stuff with domestic violence. Like, mm -hmm. And so like, th that's my day job. And so yeah, I can't say that I don't love when, you know, the band comes over on Thursday night yeah. and I have just had like a horrific day. But um, sometimes when I have a bad day, you know, I tend to like go into myself, yep. you know, mm -hmm. like energy goes away and yeah. I, well, I cancel band practice and oh, okay. I, you know, but the other day, I had a studio date set for more vocals last week, and I was having just such a crap-filled day, and uh, I went anyway. And it, those were my best vocal takes. And like I talked about it with um, Dan Yost from Just Records, who's doing our, our album, and he was like, man, like you gotta come in here with more of that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I had a really bad day. You know, yeah. I don't want those all the time, but... So like that kind of did something for me a little bit. I was okay. Like, well, maybe this helps a little, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. um, no, I don't come home and tend to pick up a guitar. Because your music, and in, in, you know, in case people haven't been listening throughout, they, your music is intense. Like yeah. your approach to it is so Very intense. intense. And uh, I love that. That's the part that turned us on to it when we were eating oysters. Oh, we had no idea. In, uh, I was going to say, I would have introed you by saying, like, you are one of our most memorable musicians for two reasons. One, you're a great musician. But two, there was a deep connection instantly because you came on as we said, one of your first things that you did coming here, you had been here, but as a musician, I don't even know how we got introduced to you. And you said, Pittsburgh is welcoming as a lesbian performer. We were like shocked because we didn't think being here all of our lives that Pittsburgh was that welcoming. So it was reassuring for us. And we've used that as an example saying like, oh, we're at least doing something right that you felt comfortable saying mm -hmm. that. And I wanna hope that as Pittsburghers, we're all making strides 
you know, moving yeah. forward. So yeah. it was really helpful to us to learn that side. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. we just followed you and stalked you and yeah, did beer things. You, yeah. I'm here. All and right. Then we did beer things. Yeah, did. <laughs> Once again, where does everybody get your hot sauce? Where does everybody get your music? <laughs> um, all right. If you go to Jess Klein and the good time.com, uh, there is a tab that says sauces on it, but through that page, you can also follow us on Insta and you can follow us on Facebook as well. Um, and, and you can also just become friends with me. Just add me because I post a lot more, I think, than on those two pages. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very friendly. You so are. Let's be yes. friends. Indeed yeah. you are. You have a great social media presence. That's Thank you. No doubt. Thank no you. Doubt. No, you're just a great person, great human, and we're, we're happy to know you. So you. do we get to hear another song? What's your, what's your, what's your question of the day? Oh, question John I was just asking if we could hear another song you've heard it you've heard it and I know you've thought about it so what's your go-to karaoke and I loved your reaction to the Mariah Carey song because listen I hosted that you know Mary karaoke last night and I kept saying on the radio all week please do not show up with the Mariah Carey song because you can't sing it there's not a lot of people who can sing that but what would your answer be? Um, all right, here's the thing. I've covered that one okay. with a friend of mine. Yeah, so but it's can. real good, right? Now here's okay. the thing. I can't. Okay. So this, I, I, I hate karaoke with a deep, fiery passion okay. in my soul. Um, <laughs> it it hurts like it, huh? me to watch. It hurts. I don't want to be anywhere near it. Right. I hear you. But for the sake of the game, <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of the game, yeah, it would be. U2's version of uh, yeah, Christmas Baby, Christmas, Please Come yeah. Home. Okay. I know that was the only version they had last night. Somebody asked for Darling Love's version. Yeah, of, yeah. Only U2's. Mm. Well, I, I don't, I'm not much for U2, but I love that, that one. Give There's your that, connection. That. Yeah. Well, you know we what? I hate you both because I love the dislike you too. for U2. You can. All right. <laughs> You're allowed. Yes, You're right, right, right. right. Yes, I'm glad. We are going to say our thank yous and then Got we get it. to hear you. Give us a little music bed as we say our thank yous. How about that? Oh, well, yeah. he's demanding. Yeah. Sure, sure. I should say please, right? So first of all, thanks to Jenna Harner. Thanks to Brandon for having us here at One Up Skate Shop and, in Southside. And Colin Parrish for even introducing us. Exactly. Super but stoked. you have to come around the corner. You just see this wall and a garage door and you come in and there's this magical world behind it all. Right. And uh, thanks to Jess Klein. And thanks, of course, to Colin Williams from The Incline for coming on. And uh, thanks to everybody who's buying Christmas ornaments on EJF.com. That helps make a nice Christmas Thanks party. to Monica and Tracy, because <laughs> we wouldn't have this podcast without those two ladies. And thanks to Rorik Honda, which is the home of the Rorik Advantage, a benefit program that offers customers up to $2,200 in free services. Some of which include lifetime oil changes and annual PA state inspections. Visit RoyConda.com for all your vehicle needs. And now, Jess Klein. <laughs> Here's a new one. All right. This knife in my throat Cause it ain't the blood That gets me the most It's the weight of the blame That cuts through me like That we didn't know Like when I needed reasons Just to say hello